Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nothing Off Limits. I'm so pleased to have the fun, energetic, creative Monica Bloom back. In today's episode, incidentally, we're going to be building upon the first part and learning more about how Ayurveda can not only help your body get into balance, but also your brain. And if you haven't picked up a copy of this book yet, please, please, check out the show description, pretty much anything that's posted all over social media about Monica in connection with Nothing Off Limits, and you'll get a special discount of 15% off her book. Do it now. Welcome back, Monica. Thanks, Michelle. It's so glad to be back. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Last time was great. You shared so much awesome information about the the body types, right? Vada, Pitta, Kapha. So let's dive into the the mental aspects of it. Like what is what is the term for the the brain in Ayurveda, if there is one? Well, that, that, well, the brain is not really the brain. So the brain is the mind and the mind is not really the brain. What Ayurveda says, the mind pervades the whole body. So the mind is like Think of it as a control center, but it doesn't necessarily live just in our head, in our brain, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of our mind is actually in the heart. Um, and, a, and a lot of things like go with your heart, right? And in, in yoga class, we lead with our heart. We don't lead with our head because if you lead with your head, you're going to be crunched over and hunchy. Mm -hmm. And that's not what we want. We want it uh, open chest, open heart leading with that. So the mind pervades our whole being. Mm -hmm. um, I love so, that. So it's not yeah. just about the brain. It's not just about thinking about it in that way. But thinking about it as is also part of this entire, the whole mind body connection, right? Mm -hmm. Mind, yep. body, I, soul. You know, in Ayurveda, the mind is extremely important because it tells everything else what to do, right? So our body doesn't just go around doing things like it doesn't pick up a coffee mug and drink it. <laughs> Mine well, does. Right? Mine does. Yeah, I, I have know. a lot of involuntary actions when it comes to vices. <laughs> you're just like going through and you're like, nee, 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 coffee. Um, so, but, but it's true. Like there, there's something that says, Hey hand, pick up that mug. Hey, grip it, um, pick it up, lift it towards your lips drink out of it, swallow. All those things are happening without us really recognizing that it's happening. But without our mind, our bodies can't move. Mm -hmm. Right? And also, I mean, and we're going to get into this is this whole emotional aspect too. Yeah. Um, you know, your feelings come from the mind too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And um, so the health of the mind relates to and is responsible for the health of the body and vice versa. So what we put in our body is also responsible for the health of the mind. Aha. So they go together, I right? So if we're feeling emotionally totally crappy, what are we putting in our body? Mm -hmm. You know, have, have we been drinking a little bit much alcohol? Have we been eating a lot of sugars? Have we not been exercising at all, not moving our bodies? These things can cause our minds to go, I feel like crap for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and is that the only thing just the food that we're putting into our bodies or is it also no. the environment and people where we are choosing to be around and such for sure it's the environment it's people we choose to be with it is the five senses 
So one big thing to note in Ayurveda is we receive all of our information from the outside world from our five senses, right? We see, we hear, we touch, we taste, and we smell, and that's it. And every one of those will have a high quality or a low quality. Like if you see, you look out a window, you see like a rusty rowboat sitting in a swamp with like, you know, stuff floating in the water. It doesn't look very good. You're like, ew, that's kind of ugly. Um, Versus looking at something beautiful like, hello, Pinterest, right? Like you just look and you're (laughs) like, ah, like that's so pretty. Or it's a different experience for our eyes. Mm -hmm. And the same thing for our ears. If we're listening to like, beautiful music or or whatever it is that moves us that makes us happy then we're hearing that or our dog's bark or our child's laughter um or our family uproar laughter versus somebody criticizing us saying sassy words Mm -hmm. listening to like a lot of reality tv where they're talking and saying bad things Mm -hmm. that's feeding our mind very different messages and so the five senses deliver a certain quality which then influences our thoughts that's right too which exacerbates the problem i imagine that's right yes and so when you asked about food is it just food well food is part of taste we taste we taste the food so it's one small part of it that's right so there's yeah and there's five and and touch a lot of us don't get touched enough with the right hugs and loves Mm -hmm. like we should and we crave that um and sometimes there's like not nice touches right or there's something that touches our skin that feels abrasive like freaking mosquito bite like that that does not feel nice Mm -hmm. Um, but and it creates a different experience Absolutely. Yeah. And I could see how a giant mosquito bite that itches like crazy <laughs> can really affect the mind. <laughs> makes you My crazy. sanity. Yeah. It makes you crazy. And it's just a stupid mosquito bite. You know, it's not forever, but oh my God, like <laughs> totally. get rid of it. Um, and it creates, yeah, so it creates that experience. And a, a massage is a completely different experience. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and the, the, the experience that you feel when you're entering oh, let's pretend a 96 degree or 98 degree hot tub, that's perfectly matched for body, slide right in, as opposed to jumping into an 80 degree swimming pool. Mm -hmm. Cool. But still, it's different for each person. Like each person is unique and has their own dosha makeup that we talked about last time. So maybe that, that pool or tub might not be great for somebody who's more sensitive to heat. Totally true. Totally true. Pizza people can't really stand much of a hot tub at all if they even get their tootsies in it. It's too hot. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas somebody else might think it's just the best thing ever because they're constantly cold. Um, So you're right about that. It does depend on the person. Um, And overall, larger than the person are certain qualities, whether they're healthy, not healthy qualities of how we're experiencing things through our senses. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into that. You know how last time in the first part of your appearance, you talked about the specific vices for for each body type, right? Yep. Can we do that with respect to all of using these senses rather than just when it comes to food? Because I think we focused mostly on food last time. Yeah. Okay. Well, so seeing things, um, our sight is governed by pitta dosha, which it's fire and water. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, it's, it's light. So when we see things, we're, we're taking things in. We might, um, if we see something awful, if we see something scary, 
horror movies or whatever, even without the sound, if there's something scary on there, mm-hmm. it affects us, right? We're like, <gasps> like it, it all of a sudden becomes in like, I, I keep seeing that thing over. Mm-hmm. Or even if you see like, think about vacation, you go and you stand on the edge of like the ocean or you're on the beach and you see that, you see a sunset. It's pretty incredible. Um, you see... Um, your best friend's eyes. You look into their eyes. Aww. You see, like all of these things, and that that's a high quality. High quality. You see your dog's eyes. Oh, right? babies! I know, yeah. baby, baby face, and you see, you see those things. And then think about you know, like your neighbor's house, right? And maybe there's overgrown stuff there. There's garbage. There's old shoe boxes. There's a blow up baby pool. There's like <laughs> raccoon poop. There's like you know whatever something. Awesome! Like, I got the whole neighbor. visual. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that neighbor. <laughs> Um, you see that and you're like, oh my God, put up some curtains because I don't want to look at that. Like yeah. I don't see it. Or the and- people who use their balcony as a storage closet. Yeah, that. No. They, yeah, they're hanging the stuff outside and they've got like laundry and, you know, whatever. <laughs> hanging out there. But those are things that you see. Uh, the other thing that we see a lot are screens, meaning computer screens, phone uh-huh. screens. That's not natural for us. Those would be examples of low quality um, and so how does that affect the mind looking at a screen all day, which we all do? It creates a lot of, um, it creates vata imbalance and it can create pitta imbalance. So the eyes are pitta, but the screen's not natural. So remember last time we talked about that we're beings of nature mm-hmm. and everything that's natural will, um, it feels better to our body. We can digest it better and anything that's man-made or fake whether it's like processed food or mm-hmm. that Splenda, you know. the Splenda example or whatever, Splenda. or the sweet yeah, yellow. Yeah. 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 Um, so computer screens are the same thing. It's false light. And so it can actually irritate our eyes. And not to mention what happens on the screen is um, a high frequency of like flickering in order to get it to work. Right. So that's really fast, like, like a movie screen too. flicker, flick, fast, 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 fast. Um, and so what happens is are we try and keep up with that pace now in addition to that how much information is on a computer we're getting tweets we're getting facebook stuff there's videos popping Mm -hmm. up like do this now that you're on a website you're like cute little website and then it's like boop and those pop up sign up for my newsletter you're like oh (laughs) seriously where's the x like where's the close button right and so there's not don't close my x (laughs) no okay um so and a lot of us spend way too much time on these things mm-hmm. right we oh, work agreed. on them all day yeah all day, and then, all day then we come home and then we're farting around on them even longer um for who knows maybe you're just watching a show or something on your computer or you're putting it on the you know tv screen or what have you but it's not natural light so our eyes mm. are like taxed mm-hmm. so that's the eyes so let's move to uh, another sense so let's go to here hearing um, so another thing, like, wow, one of my favorite sounds is like gospel choir. Like they give you the chills, like you almost want to cry or you want to stand up and dance or like it makes you want to do something, mm-hmm. right? Like those voices and all the singing and all the, um, the choir and you can, you can hear almost that they're smiling, they're loving it. The, the sound of your best friend's voice can instantly calm you down or make you laugh or make you feel better yeah somebody's laugh if you Mm. like their laugh yeah um you have one of my favorite laughs in my life oh really it makes me laugh every time because it's like a a no i just cackle love it i just love it (laughs) that's just so good um so so the things we hear thank you monica you're welcome and so the music and the things that we hear and not just the sound 
but the words in the sound. Like, think about how many of us were depressed during grunge. And I couldn't figure out why I was so depressed. And then, like, <laughs> it was. It was just two days ago. I oh, turned off. Oh, no, no. I don't know. One of my channels. I'm okay. a man in a box. Yeah. <laughs> That's grungy- pretty depressing. <laughs> um, I was listening to one of my grungy channels on Pandora. And I was like, how on earth could I have listened to this for years on end? And no wonder I was so, like, full yeah. of in darkness totally that's a great point i knew a guy in college who listened to like you know morrissey and the smiths and and the cure and he was like (laughs) always depressed and always had like the hair over one eye and was like you know three in the afternoon he would just like lay down with like a glass of vodka (laughs) oh yeah he needed to listen to like some britney spears or something i'm just kidding (laughs) that might have had the same effect but (laughs) oh not this you know, so but that's so, a good point. So those are yeah. that's the Seeing. difference between high quality hearing, yeah, and, and low, low quality. quality. And like, think about construction noise, like jackhammer. Oh. Not yeah. Okay, those you just brought up something that is a major pet peeve of mine, which is leaf blowers. Ooh. And I, I'm probably going to do an episode on this because I can't stand leaf blowers. And there, there are three different buildings in a row here, and I'm just going to rant about this for a second. Yeah, yeah. And they, I know what time they come. I know their schedule, and but it takes them forever to get it done. And I don't really <laughs> understand the whole concept behind it, but it stresses me out. Well, <laughs> let me help, let me see if I can answer your question. So while sight was ruled by pizza, hearing is ruled by vata. Ah. Why? Because the ears are just a little whole. There's space in there. It echoes, bounces around, right? Mm-hmm. So your vata gets totally aggravated by stuff like that. <laughs> yes. Noises will drive vatas yeah. up the wall because they see messes and things that are in disarray will drive a pitta person yeah. crazy. And so you and I, Monica, I know we're both vata pitta. Yeah. And I am I am irritated by both of those things. Like yeah. if I see something or if I hear something. And usually it's the, the shopping cart going down the street. And then I also look out my window and see it. Full of recyclables (laughs) that have been taken out of my bin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Not the garbage people who took them either. Somebody else. Oh, no. I mean, whatever. Okay. So today's rant day, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So we've got the eyes and the ears. Eyes and ears. And then we'll go to touch. So touch is also, um, you calm vata through sense of touch because it's ground. It's, It's grounding. And like, if you look at the skin, it's like, space right there are the space and air in between all those little scales or skin's little scales so like um nice examples of touch would be you know like a massage like a nice warm oil massage a nice big hug from somebody that you love Mm -hmm. a not nice touch would be a forced hug at some kind of get together Mm -hmm. with somebody that you don't like the guy who grabs you when you're on your first date and you're like okay buddy Yes, (laughs) yes <laughs> or that that is not a nice touch no. you don't appreciate it and messes with your mind like you were saying all yeah. of a sudden your mind's like i'm no longer happy at this party because i had to hug that person that i don't even like or mm. that grab me or whatever oh or like i'm i'm not having fun at this party anymore because i reached in for the tino's pizza rolls and i burnt my arm on the on the rack inside the oven that mm-hmm. hurts mm-hmm. bad touch yeah. And you know, if people aren't touched enough, like um, specifically babies, children, if they're not touched enough, if they're not held enough, they can develop a quickly, uh, a quick vata imbalance. They'll feel uh, unstable. They'll, they'll feel not loved. Wow. What's the solution for that? Have you seen the documentary um, 
the Temple Grandin documentary. No. You know her. So she, um, she had, I believe she had autism and she figured out how to like round up cattle in a, in a certain way. She figured out any, all these things with these cows. Anyway, she had this like, um, special relationship with cows and cattle and she knew what they wanted and how they felt because of like her, uh, she had like special sensory stuff. Right. But it was so much so that she couldn't handle, like when certain situations arise, her mind would actually, uh, go a little bit, go a little bit bonkers. And she built a machine that she crawled inside and she pulled a lever and what the machine did is it squeezed her on the sides and it hugged her. Wow. And when she was hugged by this machine, it was really, it was like two blocks of wood or something, or maybe some like soft leather. Like she would go, oh, and she would calm right down and she'd get her mind back. Well, it's like those jackets that you can buy, or they're like, um, they're harnesses for dogs that yep. um, they're like, they help with anxiety because they put that pressure between their yep. back and their chest. Yep. And, and like a baby swaddle. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. Yeah. So everybody, before we get to the rest of the senses, I'd like to remind you one more time about Alpha Levo IQ. Go to alphanol.com for a special deal. Uh, you get your first 30-day supply of this amazing brain pill. It's a supplement. It's all natural. It's meant to increase your focus and concentration and your memory, help you learn faster, all of that kind of fun, jazzy stuff. And uh, you get five free bonuses with your first order. And as I mentioned in part one, your purchase of Alpha Levo IQ also in turn supports the production of Nothing Off Limits. So I encourage you to check out this product. Um, Edge Bioactives manufactures it. They're fantastic people. They're friends of mine. I am grateful for their partnership. So please check it out. AlphaNOL.com. Back to the show. All right. So we've hit uh, several senses now. We've got three down. Um, down what's next? To go. So then we got taste. And taste lives obviously in the mouth. And in the mouth, there's a lot of water. And our digestion starts in our mouth. And that is kapha. Lots of water, um, a little bit of earth. Because having the water element in our mouth is what um, helps to start digest and break down food. Mm-hmm. And um, so food is very important. We could talk about food for a million days. But the quality of things that we eat is obviously going to have a huge impact on our health because... So natural, like natural vegetables, not processed TV dinners or whatever. I know people still buy those like, you know, the stuff that you can get in the freezer aisle. Like lean cuisine? Yes, that kind of stuff. For for quickie meals, right? Because you are running behind or ramen, you know, that kind of stuff. That can't be good. Right. So you're right about that. And... Um, as close as you can get to nature with the food, the better. Um, and you know, with the things that we eat, it's also how we eat. It's not, we shouldn't be racing around or multitasking or like Mm. eating while we're doing other things because we should sit down and be thankful for this food that we're eating. Not only because it's good to be thankful that we have food and have a sense of gratitude as much as possible, but because we're telling our mind and body, hey, we're good, we're going to sit down now and we're going to eat mm. and we're going to focus on one thing. And the, and the body goes, oh, yay, okay. And so our, our mouth, uh, when you hear it, like whenever I hear Sour Patch Kids, like my mouth instantly waters because you can taste <laughs> yes. like that sour, like my glands just go. Yeah, well, it just happened. 
Yeah, exactly. So um, it happens with our food too. We sit down, we get ready to eat. That water comes rushing to our mouth. We start to salivate even before we begin eating wow. because everything is going into mm -hmm. that food. That mind-body connection once again. Yeah. So preparing then, your body to receive the, the food that you are grateful for yes. is important. And also, I was going to say, you were kind of saying like how you do it, but also when you eat. You mentioned last time in the first part um, about the time of day that you're eating, right? That's right. So we should have a small breakfast, a big lunch. Lunch should be the biggest meal of the day because when the sun is up in the sky at noon, it's the strongest it's going to be all day, which relates to our own digestive fire in our belly, which is the strongest it's going to be all day. So that's the prime time for food. Our digestion can handle the most food at noon. Um, and then dinner should also be small because the sun starts to set on the horizon and therefore our digestive fire starts to get smaller and it mm -hmm. can't handle a lot of food at night. Mm -hmm. And then also with respect to, because we were talking about low quality, high quality. So we've already talked about that with respect to the food, but that also applies to liquids, like to drinks, to alcohol and, and that as well, right? Yep. Um, so for sure, keeping your liquids high quality also. I mean, water is the best. Our bodies are like 65% water. So having enough of that and replenishing will keep a happy mind. Mm -hmm. If we don't get enough, we start to dry out like, dry, I, like, I don't know, think about dry soil. That's how I always think about it. Not quite literally like that. But if there's not enough, stuff's not going to grow. Cells aren't going to regenerate as nicely. We're not mm -hmm. going to feel that like, we're not going to feel that um, my skin gets dry. Yeah. Like my face gets dry. And yeah. I just look sallow if I'm not hydrated. Y yes. And our mood starts to shift. We might get crabby for no reason. And it's just because we haven't had enough water because we're not replenished. Mm -hmm. We're not nourished. And then as far as water, too, um, I've been hearing a lot about like staying away from water that comes in a plastic bottle and sticking with, you know, water that comes in a glass bottle and all of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's. A yeah, yeah, for sure. Or get like one of those, what you call it, Brita filters or they've got a million different filters out there now or you can mm -hmm. buy one that's on your that's on your tap. Um, that helps that, too. So fresh water is best. You know, if you're going to have fruit juices, make sure they're as fresh as possible or come from a good source. Um, you know, not too sugary. Um, other drinks to be mindful of is bubble drinks uh, because we don't digest bubbles that well. We could get hiccups or we could get um, heartburn because the bubbles go the wrong way. The bubbles go up and yeah. we want everything we eat. Mm -hmm. We remember. Up. We yep. remember that, Monica. Yeah, <laughs> the Tudoroonies. <laughs> so this is great. So um, that makes total sense um, and is easy, I think, for people to understand as far as like what's low quality, what's high quality. What's the, the final sense? Yep. So the final sense is smell and simple is aromatherapy, right? Like you can calm down just by taking a little whiff of lavender or you can feel energized by taking a little whiff of grapefruit or wild orange or something. Mm -hmm. You can clear your sinuses by dripping eucalyptus drops in your shower, you know, you make a big, like oh. a nice steamy shower. Yeah. You drop some eucalyptus drops in there, hang out in there for a little while. And it takes all that like stuffiness and all that cough. It turns it into, it makes it run. It makes it come out and you blow your nose that. and you feel a lot better. Yeah. So aromatherapy, also the smell of, um, the smell of food cooking. Oh right? yes. It feels so nice. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. I love that smell or your best friend's perfume or your, um, um, specifically with the smell, the nose, the nostrils are the two passageways that are closest to the mind. Hmm. So anything that we breathe in 
And the way that we breathe and the way that we smell affects our mind. So if we're mindlessly like breathing super shallow or not breathing through our nose or breathing through our mouth, like extra shallow, think when you run, like you run, you're breathing through your mouth, like you're like you're breathing. Mm -hmm. And when you're calm, you're sitting there and you're like, I'm just going to take some breaths through my nose and out through my nose. Your mind instantly starts to calm down. So as kind of a tool for the mind is to use the nose and use the nostrils and our sense of smell to to calm the mind mm-hmm. or invigorate the mind, mm-hmm. depending on how we breathe. Mm-hmm. It sounds like in order to have successful balance across all of the senses, you just basically have to move to like the boondocks with nothing around you. <laughs> yeah, you kind of just have to move to Hawaii. Yeah, there well, you go. Yeah, yes, and there's lots of kafas. And the Hawaiians are very kafa in their in their nature. They're like, it's all easy going. It's all good. <laughs> it's all happy. So, yeah. um, and we don't even need to go into what some of the low quality um, smells might be, because I'm sure we can all think of well, several. <laughs> here's here's what I'll say, like really low quality. Yes, we can all think of low quality smells, but like low quality even that we might not think about is like a mani-pedi place where ah. they're putting all that toxic stuff. Yeah. But your- you're not thinking that it smells bad because it's just kind of part of the experience. Right. But like somebody that was... Um, and I don't know this scientifically, but I'll share a story. My mom's good friend um, was her nail ladies who owned the salon and the whole thing, and they were good friends. And she ended up having a brain tumor very young. And again, this is not proven. This is Monica Bloom, like par- paralleling things and kind of saying maybe this caused it. But like sitting over those fumes all day long, every day, sniffing them. And, and the nose is the closest passageway to the mind, to the brain. Wow. Um, there was another... That's scary. Another, it is. And then another dude I knew when I was younger, it was my coworker's husband. He was only in his 40s and he, works at a, he worked at a printing company. And I worked at a printing company also and the fumes were like kind of incredible. Like they were pretty bad. Yeah, I can imagine. He, he like owned the place and he too had a brain tumor when he was like what? in his 40s. Yes, and he passed away also. So they both had this like thing and I... And I was like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if that was related. I wonder if that was related. Again, I don't know exactly. Like, I can't prove that. But if you're smelling bad things or toxic things that often for that long, for that many years, I can't imagine it wouldn't have an effect. Right. Of course, especially with now that we've learned from you today about this really, really strong connection between our smell, between our noses, our olfactory sense, and our mind and our yeah. our, our whole experience of things. Yeah. I'd be miserable if I had to smell printing stuff all day long. I know. The one you- thing that I do like the smell of, though, that's probably yes. considered toxic is like gas. You know, when you're like yeah, pumping gas. I don't know gas. why we like that. I, yes, <laughs> I do. Like Sharpie markers and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's why people get high off that stuff. Like they sniff it and it goes right to their mind and they're like, woo, Ooh. Like, <laughs> going right in the nose and going right to your brain. Yeah, hence why people, you know, do lines of Coke, I guess. It just gets well, right in there. Right on in there. And there's nothing you can do. It's all We in don't there. recommend that, everyone. <laughs> that is not high quality. It's not high quality. Poor. I don't care how high quality you think it is based on how much you paid for it. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is great. So we've learned about all the five senses and how our food, our environment, the elements um, all kind of come together. And and I think it's awesome. It's such great information for us to utilize and to be careful, you know, to make better choices about what's good for us. So 
I don't want to forget about this because last time I had to leave a cliffhanger about it because we didn't have time for it. But now I want to know what the heck is Panchakarma? Oh. And if there's some way for you to show how it relates to this this whole mind-body element that we're talking about today, that would be great too. I'm sure, I'm sure it ties in. It all ties in. Yeah, you're right. Because everything kind of goes in a circle in Ayurveda. It's all connected. All the threads go together. Um, yes. So Panchakarma is um pancha means five and karma means action so it's basically a big old cleanse and if done in a traditional way um you would do it once a year and it takes three weeks to do Whoa! yeah americans do not have that kind of time most of us don't um and especially in america there are a few people that do pancha karma the right way so you would need to make sure you go to a reputable Ayurvedic person that has done this. I would also ask for testimonials from people that have done mm. P- I'll just call it PK because that's what you call it in the industry. Anyway. Okay. So we'll call it PK. That, that have done PKs um, with people in the past just so you can Three find out their weeks. experience. Who has yeah. time for that? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through. So through our senses, we have high quality and low quality things that come in through our senses and over time. Um, we might become imbalanced specifically with, you know, um, ama or toxins. And these ama or toxins are created from, uh, could be wrong diet, wrong foods, wrong eating habits, um, eating the wrong foods for you. could also be the emotional and mental things that happen. So excess stress, grief, trauma, um, all of the things that we experience. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that we build up this ama and it starts to, the doshas, dosha actually means fault because mm. when they're imbalanced, they cause nasty problems. So what happens is, and I'll just give you like the girl next door answer to this. It's not the scientific Ayurvedic thing, but basically your doshas are all hanging out in their locations, right? They all have a location that they're pretty much responsible for. And then at the same time, they're all working together. Mm -hmm. Well, when things start to get imbalanced, the doshas leave their original location. So the dosha, like let's say, um, you know, Vata, Vata's original location is in the colon. Well, Vata starts to get imbalanced. And so it travels and it goes around and then maybe it starts to cause pain in your knee. Oh, it goes around and they do things. So like the sassy little doshas will go around, they'll leave their original locations because there's this ama, this toxins, which are pushing things around, moving things, maybe even covering the doshas and they go. And so these imbalanced doshas go around different parts of our bodies and they cause all kinds of problems. So vata usually causes pain. Pitta usually causes inflammation and kapha usually causes excess structure, whether it being weight or water or Mm. blockage or something Mm -hmm. like that. Okay. So now these doshas are all, we feel like crap, right? Because we're like, ah, like whatever is wrong. I got pain in my knee or I have chronic sinus infections or um, I have hypertension or I have eczema, whatever. Yeah. Allergies is a big one. Yeah. All these things are because the doshas are no longer in their proper location. So what PK does, Panchakarma, says, okay, we're going to do a cleanse now, and we're going to get all of these doshas, all you sassy little doshas, <laughs> run away, and you're causing problems. Get in back to your location. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're going to say, get back to your location. But when you put them in their location, they're still sassy. So then you need to <laughs> kick them out. 
you kick them out. And then in Panchakarma is the cleanse. So there's three parts. The first part of Panchakarma is the gathering of these doshas. And you do that through eating a mono diet of kitchari, which is rice and mung dal and some vegetables. It's a mono diet. That's all you eat for days. While you're doing this, and by the way, that food is like a totally pure food for the body and mind. So everything in the food with the spices and all of that is pure for digestion and mind. So that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So it's already doing its work. While you're doing that, you're getting massages. So people would hear, um, people may have heard of the four-handed massages in Panchakarma, which is two people, four hands. It's awesome. And they work the body because along the body are all of these channels, all these marma points, kind of like acupuncture. Mm -hmm. And so during the massage, we're pushing physically pushing the doshas through the movement mm. and they're all going back to their original locations yeah. but they're not good doshas these are not these are sassy doshas right <laughs> okay so, so it's like that lymphatic massage it's like deeper deeper yeah yeah and it's just it's hitting all of the all of the marma points along the the channels in the body so that's like the first week and that's what they're doing we're oleating the body because uh, through diet mm-hmm. and through the oil on the skin mm-hmm. when the body's nice and oiled the doshas can move around. Mm-hmm. And what happens when, you know, <laughs> you're out of balance mentally from all of this stuff that's going on and you're like, I, is it yeah. like exorcist style? Is no. week two like being held in a straitjacket? <laughs> no, it's so <laughs> nice and gentle. So, well, so depending on your problem, let's say you have chronic allergies, right? That lives in the chest and um, in the stomach, according to Ayurveda, it's a cough problem or allergies or like chronic sinus, the mucus problem. And so there are five actions and each one of the action you choose based on the problem they have. So for example, action, one of the actions is called basti and it is an oil enema. So this is for vata problems. Gathered all the vata back. Vata's back in its original location in the colon. I think we just lost like 40 listeners. (laughs) They're intrigued. They're like, tell me about this oil basti. And the reason why we I ain't bending over. Yeah, use oil enema instead of water because water essentially dries out the colon, which is no good for vata that is already dry. Right. So anybody who's doing like enemas with water and stuff, uh, I don't know, find an Ayurvedic person and get, or call me, I don't know. Um, And I'll talk to you about why oils will nourish the body. It doesn't strip the body. Mm-hmm. So anyways, with the basti, essentially you do the enema and it takes all of the old sassy vata dosha out. Mm-hmm. It goes out. Okay. Um, the next one is called varechana and that is more for pitta. Pitta is small intestine. So this one is you will take certain herbs, herbal concoctions, depending on the person, depending on the problem, sure. and then you poop it out. Okay. Pitta goes out. It's cleansing. It's just so, it's cleanse, cleanse, cleanse. That's right. And then Vamana. This is the, the, the these other three are a little bit, we're all going to be like, what? So Vamana is um, vomiting. And this is the one Ooh. where kapha. Oh yeah. So this is kapha. And you drink this like thick liquid with all these different things and it yeah. actually makes you vomit. And it doesn't feel bad. Like at this Have point, you done this? No, I have not done Vamana. I've done Basti and I've done Varechana. Okay. And I've done Nasya. Um, do you have to, does PK, do you have to go through all of these? Yes. If you want to do it right, you need to do it right. Uh, but there are shorter PKs you can That's do. what I mean. Like, yeah, is there like an abbreviated one where you're like, I'll just take the massages. I'm going to skip the enema. I'll, I'll take the herbs and I'm not puking. <laughs> if you want to do it right and if you want to cure your problem, you're going to need to do it all because those sure. doses need to come out. Yeah. 
So, okay, right. So, so you drink okay. this yucky liquid and you make drink, yourself. You, you drink the liquid. And uh, from what I've been told, it's a, it's not a horrible experience. It just happens. And it just happens okay. naturally. And it's easy. And the person is not like straining like you are with the flu. It's not like that. Okay. Um, so the dosha goes out. Then kapha dosha goes out. Great. So then there's rakta moksha. Aha. That is bloodletting. They do this in Chinese Yowzers. medicine also. Uh-huh. And so we this do not do serious. this. This is serious. That's serious. Oh, this is why I'm saying like people in our country should, they have to know what they're doing to do this. Right. You can't, we can't do it. So what Ayurveda would do is we would probably send somebody to Chinese medicine or tell them to go to their doctor and like um, donate some blood or something. Cause that's. That's, that's like you, another way of, okay. That's so actually can, really great. That's because yeah. you're helping people too. Yeah. Yeah. And for blood, like blood disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Wow. Cleansing the blood. So then all the sassy pitta dosha goes out through the blood. Right. And then nausea. Nausea is in the nose. And that is another, you put some oil in your nostrils and that's another way to cleanse. Mm-hmm. So with these five things, the bad doshas have now gone out. Now what happens? That was week two. Oh, I figured we'd be done by now. I thought that that was the last two weeks. Here's the most important part of a cleanse is the rejuvenation. Okay. You have to build the body back up to strength because now the body's tired. Oh, it's been depleted, right. Everything's been sent out. Yeah, so if you go out for like a steak dinner and chocolate cake and a bunch of beers and some wine, you'll be back to the vomiting. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be in really bad shape. (laughs) So the third week is rejuvenation. And it is um, still eating this mono diet. We eat this mono diet for a very long time and for three weeks. And it is building the body back up. Now, this last week, you could start to have vegetable soup. And you slowly bring the digestive fire back to full strength. So that by the end of the third week, all you're doing in the third week is building, building, building your body back mm-hmm. to, for your full strength. Because you've been resting this whole time. So what and happens with the mind throughout all of these? Like week one, gets, yeah. are you just nuts? Week two, you're just sad. Week three, you feel good? You know, I think it can change, it can, depending on the person and how they feel, uh, Panchakarma in general is a period of rest. There's no computers, there's no TVs, there is no work, there is no stress. You are essentially on a retreat, closed down, shut down retreat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's wonderful. So you can't, like, while you're getting the four-handed massage, you can't be, like, on your smartphone. Yeah, no, because it gets really oily, and then it slips out of your hands, and then it falls in the oil bucket. And the screen. The screen's messed up. screen gets all messed up. (laughs) No, right. So this is, it really is a shutdown, which is why it's really hard for us to do a true panchakarma here. Um, How long long do the results last? uh, They'll last for quite a while. Um, Because you said it's like once a year that people do this, which is, that's really intense to me. This sounds like something you would do every, like, five years, you know? Yes, for us traditionally in perfect Ayurveda, we should do it once a year. That never, that will never happen to us here. Like we can't take off three weeks a year. Yeah. If we did, we'd be going to like Europe or something. Right. I'm always been. I'm always so envious of those Europeans who just like go on their holiday for a month. I know. Like what? Really? I know. Bitches. <laughs> I, I know. We are shorted. For we are in that regard. So that um, was interesting, though. This whole thing about PK. Um, yeah. That's super intense. And and knowing that you are certified to do it is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But it also takes, but like I've, oh, I've only assisted, like I've not done a PK for people by myself and yes, I'm certified to do that. And yes, we learned everything in India and we did it. And people went through the PK while we were all there. And when I came back here and I worked with my teacher, teacher doctor um, in Los Angeles, I was his assist and his PKs, 
here we're like a week because realistically that's all people that can take off so right he would have them do like the first part on their own right like eat uh-huh. diet blah 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 yep. so for the first oils. week like you're yeah. at home doing your your yep. eating and, and all of that mm-hmm. still working you know what i mean right like, still doing that. And then the second week is boom, like that was the massage. And that's when I was there every day, we would do the massages, we would do, oh, there's even Shiradar, there's all kinds of therapies Mm. um, do for the body. And then the third week, they would build themselves slowly back up. So that's that sounds like a good accessible version of PK for us busy people. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love this. I love how you tied in the how the mind and the body work so closely together and um, how Ayurveda can really, really help us take control of our own, I don't know, craziness, imbalances, whatever's going on. Um, yeah. And so is there anything final that you want to leave the listeners with, like a takeaway about um, staying in tune with, with all of this great information that you've shared and not falling off the wagon? Yeah, because I mean, I think if it doesn't feel good to you, it's not good. You know, I think there is, we are told that we have to do certain things, think certain things, watch certain things, behave a certain way. And for many of us, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. And if anything at any time in our body does not feel good and our soul, our body or our mind, we have a choice to not do it. So I honestly, Michelle, I don't watch TV like freaking ever. Like I might turn on the stupid tiny house show, which I still don't understand because everybody wants to have people over when they have a tiny house. I want to have a tiny house. I can have people over. Who does that? Why would you have a tiny house if you're going to have people over? Anyways, that's like the only show I watch because I can't watch TV. Oh, you're sensitive to the, I yeah. can't watch it. I'll yeah. watch football. Like, oh, yes. Please. Oh, there you go. You do watch but, TV. <laughs> I do watch TV, but you know what happens is during football, there's those scary, like, gaming commercials with people shooting each other up and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, my kid's in the room. Like, oh, I don't yeah. even want to see this. Yeah. So anyway, so if it doesn't feel right, just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean you have to. And also listen to the subtle cues that your mind and body give you. We should feel great most of the time. So we don't have to be unrealistic about this. We don't have to be like, I must be happy and joyful at all times. No. Like it's natural to have highs and lows. Um, but now you have, you know, at least some basic tools to use to get back into a place where you do feel better and you feel energetic and you can function well and all of that stuff, right? That's right. That's right. And yes, of course, highs and lows for sure, because what we're energy beings, Energy goes high and low. Energy goes in circles. We're going to feel how we're going to feel. But if we start to feel something mentally, physically for a longer period than we are, than we think we should, it's probably time to start looking within and saying, what am I feeding my body? Um, not just in food, but like in my senses, like what is my mm-hmm. life experience? Like what, what kinds of things am I actually giving my body as nourishment yeah. or, or am I not? Right. Are you reading horror stories before bed? Right. Maybe you might want to consider stopping that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And there's, anyways, that. so wow. that's, that's my takeaway. Listen to your body and feel how you're going to feel. That's amazing. Monica, as always, so great to have you on here. I love the way that you share information. It's so much fun. You make it accessible, and, I, and we appreciate you for that. And everybody listening, heymonicab.com. Please go on there. Check out all of her resources. And uh, Monica, thank you again. You're awesome. Yay. Thank you, Michelle. And thank you, everybody. Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits. 
email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.